This episode is sponsored by Gummy Cube. Gummy Cube is the end-to-end solution for mobile marketing and app store optimization, or ASO. To go and find out more, go to gummycube.com, that's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, and find out why you really need to start ranking for the right keywords by using their service. Thanks very much, Gummy Cube, for sponsoring the show. This show is sponsored by Apptentive. Apptentive are the experts in mobile customer experience and in-app communication. So to check out whether your app is loved and get more love for it, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you to Apptentive for supporting this show. Hi, I'm Omer Enbar, CEO and co-founder of Sensible, and we're listening to the AppGuy podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show that helps you as app entrepreneurs, app uh, startups. Uh, if you are loving the startup world, if you love this world of apps mobile, uh, I will warn you, if you're listening to this and you're working in a corporate environment, then be warned that you possibly may be inspired to go and work for a startup or work on your own. Yeah, like I do, it's uh, an amazing lifestyle. It's full of disruption, uh, full of wonderful entrepreneurs, and uh, people really making a difference in the world. So this is the show for you. Now, uh, I do go uh, around the world and get lots of uh, different guests on the uh, podcast for you. And uh, I've actually got a guest who's Danish, and he is living in um, Germany, in Berlin. He went there to start a startup. His name is Ricky Gregerson, and he is part of something called You and the Gang. And he's going to tell us about his move to uh, work in a startup and also getting his mates together and starting up his own thing. So, Ricky, it's a warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Well, um, I'm already inspired by your journey when you were mentioning about um, your, uh, you know, how you ended up in Berlin. Maybe we can start there. Uh, So you're you're Danish and you moved to uh, Berlin uh, to start in a startup. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, it begins a little bit before, uh, yeah, go, go on then. Don't be afraid. Let's go okay. back even further. <laughs> uh, done with university and so on. Um, I'm actually, uh, I have a degree in electronic and computer engineering. So this uh, building apps and so on wasn't the first thing you would imagine me doing. But uh, I always liked this full product thing. So I picked uh, electronic and computer engineering because I knew then I would actually go from the soldering iron to building a user interface for someone to use, um, it's like full full stack. And um, quickly, I came out of a university and I got a job. And um, uh, it was just before the iPhone came out, uh, and I got involved in building um, these in-house uh, systems with big touchscreens. And we were experimenting with, uh, you know, lasers and infrared and capacitive touch and resistive touch and uh, like trying to, how can we make these big screens uh, get the input correctly and what what kind of detail can we put in user interfaces that run on big screens? Um, and uh, I really liked that. Uh, and then out uh, came the iPhone and I saw it and I was like, this is uh, this is just a, a big graphics card with a, with a touch screen on it. And the touch screen is absolutely amazing compared to what we're used to. So... Uh, I think it's been out, the SDK had been out for a month or something, so I basically quit my job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, 
held on to whatever I could, uh, whatever money I, I had on my bank account. And I, s I said, okay, I'm going to sit down and then I'm going to finally learn this objective C that I heard so much about, um, which was a, a bit of a struggle. Uh, but I came from, of course, a C background in, in microcontrollers and so on. So uh, that went okay. Three months or something, I said, okay, let's. I'll, I'll open a business and, and try this app thing out. Um, back then, the demand for iPhone apps wasn't that big. So you're kind of a, so what do you do? I, I build apps for the iPhone. It's like, oh, iPhones, yeah, I, I heard about those. I haven't seen one yet. No, they didn't, didn't make their way to Denmark yet. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of... Kind of a little bit lost there, but um, I, I then started working on a project on the side um, with some friends who had a nice API for for a different thing, and um, that went really well. It was like a you know in my spare time thing, uh, and I did some some talks on that, uh, and then a, a, a mutual friend of a guy here in Berlin um, told the guy in Berlin, "Hey, uh, Ricky's doing this stuff," and uh, you know, you should you should uh, get him over to Berlin because uh, I know you're you're planning on a, uh, doing a startup. Okay, that was the <laughs> the short story. So then I, I went to Berlin to have a talk with uh, this is a guy called Felix Peterson. Uh, he did a thing called Places back back in the day, which was kind of a Foursquare zero dot one. Um, wow! They would basically when people went to cafes with their computers, then by you know getting the name of the Wi-Fi and so on, it was like a check-in. So, so this is before Foursquare came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, and this was sold to Nokia, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Felix was uh, working there at Nokia and had a, a new idea for for a thing he would like to try out. Um, so I talked to him on the phone for half an hour and we agreed. Uh, you know, Ricky, jump in a plane come here to uh, Berlin and uh, we'll have a couple of days, like a little workshop and you know, figure out if, if this is anything for us. Uh, so I did that and uh, it was fun. It was like, this, this could really be fun. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would be up for that. So I went back and basically, uh, yeah, quit my apartment and then moved 10 days later. So this is already really inspiring because there's a lot of people who struggle with that word quit because um, it's a big jump. Uh, was it easier to do it because you'd only just left college uh, and you hadn't been in your first job for too long? I'm guessing it, but was it still really a, a tough decision because you know you, you were giving up a career, you, you just got your first job and, and then there you were quitting because you bought a phone? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, if, if I don't feel like I'm in the right place, I, I find it very easy to quit and sort of go, you know, damn the, the consequences. Um, and I had heard so much about Berlin and it was kind of already back then starting to, to bubble a little bit that, you know, here's, uh, uh, the rent is low, it's cheap to live here. Um, and investor money are sort of starting to, to, to notice that, that there are good people able to do stuff and you can run a startup, um, for a year for the amount that it costs a month in San Francisco or, or London, right? Um, so it, you know, it was, I just didn't have the reason to, and then uh, someone gave me the reason, so. Uh, and, and I love this, uh, Ricky, what you're, you're almost like uh, giving me the inspiration of the, it, it didn't feel right, and it just felt like it was a better thing to do. And I think a lot of us ignore 
sometimes our feeling on, on when we think and know something's right. So is, I'm, what I'm learning from you is to sometimes uh, really listen to your gut feeling and, and go for what you, you dream of and what, what you think is right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't end too bad yet, so... <laughs> yeah so uh, you're, uh, you you mentioned to me uh, that you had like a group of you that got together and uh, you're doing something called you and the gang uh, so let's talk about that then what you've got some friends together and you're uh, what are you doing um i guess we we're like a the boring title would be like a digital product agency something like that um and we we kind of knew that this was where it was going, so we we tried to make a bit of fun with the name. And um, so if we work with a company, the emails go company name and the gang, and we try to keep it uh, kind of informal. Um, so after I was at the startup for a few years, uh, I freelanced then here for a few years. Um, and what I would run into constantly was, uh, "You're the iOS guy, you know." Here's your desk. Uh, we have a big Photoshop file for you, uh, and the backend guys uh, did some backend, and uh, now you make us an app. Um, and there was this complete disconnect between what was in the Photoshop file, what they imagined, what was you know available through the API, and uh, this just happened again repeatedly. So I found out that it was it's easy to get jobs as a freelancer, but you you end up in a situation where you are the UX designer, the project manager, the you know uh, <laughs> the guy who has to write the backend documentation once in a while and and build the app um, and sort of validate that uh, design and UX and everything work together. Um, and I, I, yeah, that again, I got this gut feeling. This is this could just be so much better. And um, I had some some good friends that I work with, freelance and old colleagues, um, Jens and Ole. And uh, we we kind of got together and said we we could actually do we could do this full stack, so we could we could um, work on the the backends, but do it in a way where it's not necessarily, you know, we don't need a, a roadmap of half a year to do these eight quick changes and so on. Let's just uh, throw some stuff on Heroku, um, use whatever language or or framework gets us uh, up up and running uh, really quick. Um, and then we'll do some some UX drawing on paper, figure out what to do, hack that in in the app. And um, Jens, who's a designer, even goes into you know interface builder and can move some stuff around. And um, I'm not not scared to SSH into the backend server. And all uh, of the guy who does the the backends also works on iOS, so it's this 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 huge overlap. And uh, that's that synergy is kind of um, the idea behind you and the gang that. You might be a big company and you have, uh, you know, rules and roadmaps and so on, but we might be able to just grab in and take a thing and build a prototype uh, and maybe accelerate a bit all these uh, meetings we could have about, you know, could this work, could it not work and so on and say, you know, let's stop talking for a while, figure out what's the goal of this and then do two weeks uh, of a prototype, get it in your hand and then you be the judge, is this right for us and should we continue with it and so on. Yeah, so Ricky, I'm going to throw out, uh, I think, an observation to you, and you tell me if this is right or not, because uh, this could actually be the reason why people leave their uh, jobs and, and maybe join a startup that's an app-only 
or mobile only uh, startup. So I believe uh, that <coughs> the world is changing. And <coughs> you experienced uh, a lot of uh, companies that spent a lot of money on websites and like their, their internet site. But when it came to building an app, they bought someone in. They didn't give it much time or effort or any thought. It was just build us an app. Here's the images, like you said. And uh, and there was a low budget for it. Uh, but that's changing. Uh, do you feel like there's more resources from companies going into the whole world of apps and being more mobile-only focused or mobile sort of uh, uh, engaged? What, what would you think to that? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's definitely going that way. And that's also kind of the wave we are, we are looking to, to ride. Um, s- slower uh, some places than in others. Uh, we still are contacted a lot by people where after a 10-minute phone call, we, we tell them, you know what, you should build a mobile-optimized website, like a responsive website, a beautiful one with all your beautiful content. And then just you know, give everyone a good experience, get your product out there, your, your content, there's no need for you to have an app. There's absolutely no need. And, you know, you can use Facebook uh, shares and whatever on, on the web as well. So let me thank my fantastic sponsor, GummyCube. GummyCube are the world's experts when it comes to app store optimization. Now, I want you to think about how hard it is to convert potential users of your app if they're not even finding you. I mean, app store optimization should be the starting point for any app. I mean, there's no point in having the world's best app if, if no one can actually find you in the App Store. So you need to be thinking about App Store optimization, which covers keywords, description, screenshots, icon. They will help you with this. They are gathering a lot of data from the App Stores and they are enabling app developers to just have their apps discovered by appearing higher up in the App Stores, both for search and for the charts. So to go and check them out, go to www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And I want to thank Gummycube for just continuing to be such an awesome sponsor of the show. So let me thank the sponsor of the show. And they're really cool. It's Apptentive. And they will give you the ability to communicate very effectively with your users. They have a, a dashboard insight where you can see lots of different uh, ways on how your customers are using your app, who they are, and what they care about, and then you get a chance to talk to them. And uh, Apptentive will encourage you through the dashboard to think about ways to communicate with them. It really makes your journey as an app entrepreneur way more effective by using uh, Apptentive's uh, dashboard. So uh, to get a free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That is apptentive.com forward slash appguy. It's free to sign up and they will be able to give you uh, a free mobile app consultation. Thank you so much to Apptentive for being so supportive. So, so that, um, there's two more things we need to do before we say goodbye, Ricky. One, one is that uh, the... We actually met through a guy called Duncan Goff, who uh, is the founder of Somewhere. And uh, he does a lot of work with uh, people who are unable to try and explain what their career is because the life life and, and work is changing so much. Uh, I wondered if you could help anyone else out there by giving us some examples of where you think 
it's it's useful to focus your time and effort in learning a skill that's really really sought after at the moment. Like, uh, are you able to give us some kind of guidance on what's good to start to learn uh, so that we can actually become more valuable and, and get more freelance work? Maybe. Um, I yeah, I've programmed for a long time. And, and sort of did my jobs in, in, in agencies and as a freelancer. But what it comes down to, I think, is uh, we are sort of gatekeepers sometimes of, of knowledge and of technology and so on. And we haven't been good enough to communicate that to the people who think they want an app. So we should actually work on the communication uh, and tell these people why that not, that's not necessarily a good idea and what could be a good idea and um, how they can use their resources best. Um, I think there's been this long period where agencies could basically charge, you know, whatever they wanted and what came out of it, uh, f- fancy uh, PowerPoint presentation. And it went in a draw and there was never any action taken on it, but it made everyone feel good, right? Um, and this... Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I've always uh, found that people get so excited when you talk about the potential of an app, but sometimes there's unrealistic expectations on the success of it, and uh, uh, and you're right. So what what I'm thinking from what you're saying is it's better to uh, maybe have more independent consultants who are there to to perhaps just uh, offer a a more sensible way forward with, with mobile. I think so. There's uh, a lot of, we've all, we've been accustomed now to the web and kind of even with Facebook and so on, the way that some of the mechanics, even people who are not necessarily programmers or marketing mavens kind of understand the dynamics of it fairly well, I think, and are at least exposed to it every day. That hasn't really happened for apps yet, I think. Um, there's still a disconnect about what is it we actually can use this for and it might not be the, the the main product. It might just be a small part of your product, or it is the main product, and you don't even need a website and so on. There's so many ways to to mix this and get so much more bang out of your buck. To to, to put it bluntly, yeah. Because I, if we think about the trend, what you're trying to explain here, I think, is that uh, more and more of us now are doing more things on the uh, smartphones, iPhones, and whatever else you've got. And less of us are going to the uh, desktop. Um, whereas when the iPhone first came out, you'd do a series of things on the um, the iPhone, but you would still, for the the, the um, you know buying and uh, booking a holiday and others, you'd go and grab your laptop, wouldn't you? Because it was just a real pain to use the mobile. But, yeah. but that do you feel that's changing? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, the, the, the mom example is always good. You know, my mom does not own a computer; she has an iPad. And um, that works perfectly for us. There's nothing she can't do now. Uh, the, the whole online banking, the, yeah, the travel, the whatever, it's, it's all solved. Um, and now we should, when going forward, we should really think about value we can create with these products. And by doing it right, and that actually is not so much app or mobile specific. It's digital in general. We, we could do so much better if we, if we put more thought uh, into what we do. Basically, it's not enough anymore to just slap up a website or, you know, uh, do an app in um, with whatever content and then say, yeah, we have an app. Everything will be, you know, rainbows, 
rainbows and unicorns. Uh, they need, they need, <laughs> yeah. to be, need to be thought about. What is it you're presenting to the user? You're, you're asking for their time, which is a commodity now. And you know, what, what is it you want them to help? I guess the, the, the key learning is you should think when you uh, think about an app, what can I enable the user to do? Uh, instead of what can I shove in their face or how much of their time can I get or you know how many candy crush whatever harpoons can I make them buy <laughs> yeah, that's right uh, so uh, this is a show about apps Ricky and we love talking about apps uh, I wondered without upsetting this recording obviously if you could do it from memory maybe what one or two uh, apps do you tend to use uh, where it could either be personal or business, but give us give us a re- an apple or two that you use. It could be a good recommendation for us. Mm, I'm uh, let's see, I'm a huge uh, fantastical user. Do you know that one? Yes, uh, I think it's not been mentioned for two hundred or so episodes. So, <laughs> uh, still around then? Yeah, yeah, still around, and you know, with the updates and this this whole. I'm on the phone, and I'm basically just typing in whatever we agree on and they figure out how to put it the right place and so on. That's the, the perfect example of what I just mentioned. What can I enable the user to do? Right. Fant- and, uh, to anyone who's trying to find these things, it's best to go to the, um, the show notes, which is uh, at theappguy.co, theappguy.co episode 371 with Ricky Gre- uh, Gregerson. And you'll find that uh, there's a link there to Fantastical. Um, any, any more? No, no, it was fun. That is good. Well, fantastical. So uh, I tell you what, why don't you now, uh, the, uh, there is someone who's listening to this right now who is probably deliberating their future. Maybe they're at college, maybe they're just leaving university, uh, or maybe they're in, in their first job. Uh, what would you say to them from what you've learned in your journey? I would say you should be very careful what you choose to do if it doesn't make you happy. Um, and if you have a university degree and you're in this field, there are so many possibilities to be somewhere where you're happy. Um, it's not a business where we're struggling to find jobs. So really, really feel uh, you know uh, that you are uh, lucky and do something you like. That couldn't be said better, Ricky. Thank you so much for coming on the show, the App Guy podcast. Um, of course, I did mention that we'll be able to contact you on the uh, show notes, but just in the time being, how best can people reach out to you and connect? How's the best way of getting in touch? Uh, just an email at um, coffee at you and the gang or ricky at you and the gang. Well, that was one of the easiest websites to remember, you and the gang and uh, uh, .com. <clears throat> it's very hard to right. to validate if you typed it correctly, <laughs> right? Yeah, and at least you haven't uh, misnamed it or taken away any of the vowels. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Uh, great. Ricky, what a wonderful chat. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks and, for having uh, me. All the best. Yeah, all the best with your journey. And uh, hopefully um, we'll be able to um, uh, be able to see you and the gang in action uh, when you're in the UK sometime. Maybe you should give me a shout when you're around. I definitely will. Just to remind you that this show is sponsored by GummyCube. GummyCube are a big data company that are collecting data into DataCube, which is pulling data from the app stores, Google Play and the Apple App Store. So 
go and use an app store optimization company that is getting its data from the app stores and not from web searches, which do not relate really to what's going on in the app store. Go and check them out. It's www.gummycube.com. Thank you very much to Gummy Cube. They're just such a great supporter of this show. And now you've finished listening to this episode, please remember to go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy and uh, go and get a, a free demo of their platform that will help you communicate, that will help you get more ratings, uh, that will help you provide surveys to your users, your customers. Go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all over case, and you will be pleased that you did. Thank you so much to Apptentive for continuing to support this show. Also, finally, if you're listening to this on the day of release, uh, which is uh, the Monday, the 9th of November, then I am on Product Hunt today. I'm uh, helping uh, my good friend uh, Petro Lakeup, who uh, we've been working on uh, this uh, uh, metrics uh, reporting uh, uh, site called Neon Metrics. Neon Metrics, it's on Product Hunt. I would love it if you could go and uh, comment or leave feedback uh, for the product. Uh, really valuable uh, because it's all tapping into uh, you know things like Google Analytics and all the different platforms. Um, and uh, Petro is actually uh, building the whole thing out and uh, is looking for feedback on which platforms to add. Um, he's been iterating like mad. Uh, so would love your feedback. Neon Metrics on Product Hunt today, Monday the 9th of November. Otherwise, uh, get you in another episode soon. Thanks a lot and bye for now.